you about to witness is my thoughts Just my thoughts, man Right or wrong Just what I was feeling at the time uh. Alright, welcome to another edition of Jive Time Turkeys I'm uh, Alphonse and you find me on Twitter at Prince 15 uh, Today I'm joined by Alright, and today we just uh, jumping right into the NBA So the trade deadline ended on Thursday um, so we had a couple days to let all the trades breathe, as well as have uh, all the teams play and show you their new uh, pieces. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start. Who are your big winners from the trade deadline? The Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, my biggest winner, I think, um, get Tobias Harris. Um, who else came in that trade? I know Tobias, did they get draft picks with that as well? They gave up draft picks. They gave up draft picks. Yeah, I don't think they got any draft picks in return. But I like Tobias added to their um their starting five. Um, a lot more than Wilson Chandler, younger. Um, um, more I think more energy, definitely more scoring. Um, to help them in the East. Um, I think that was number one. But I think a lot of people. I think Toronto got better to trade that line. Definitely would get in Marcus and really giving the Valens Juniors, who wasn't really playing all that much, um, getting a better player. Um, truth be told, I like what the Wizards, I like the Wizards, the Wizards and Chicago did the trade deadline. Um, if any, any indication of the last two games of how uh, Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, what they could bring to the Wizards, um, even though the Wizards don't need to be winning any games this year. <laughs> Um, if, if they could continue to, to produce at that level, um, I think the Wizards did, did really good in getting Otto Porter's contract off uh, the books and getting some uh, two players that um, could bring uh, a lot of what they were missing. Um, other than that, as far as winners, uh, I think that those are, I guess, four big winners, three big winners. Yeah, I'll agree with you on the... Uh... The Sixers being the biggest winners, um, they definitely went for it in the East. And in some ways, they kind of they pushed the envelope. Like, once they made their move, that kind of forced Toronto's hand to do something. Uh, I'm, I'm hedging my bets on the, the Toronto. Um, admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of the Grizzlies this year. So, I don't really know if Marcus Gasol is going to be able to give them enough of what they need come playoff time. Um for me, all these moves look forward to the playoffs. And so, like, I guess the Wizards, you know, getting under the luxury tack was good. But other than that, like, this season is gone and next season is gone. Like, I think we, like, do you agree with that? Because I don't see, even in the East, like, no John Wall next year. And now, like, they almost have to re-sign Sato. If they don't re-sign him, then there's literally no way I could see them even making the playoffs next year. And then at that point, you almost have to trade Bill. Um, next year, I'm not, I'm not ready to give it up as far as them being, I guess, contenders for the Eastern Conference Finals or winning the Eastern Conference, but being a decent team, I think they could still do that this year and next year. Just with the influx, the energy that those two guys are bringing to the floor, definitely, albeit it's only been two games, um, but it's just it's just a different energy, and it's kind of um, 
Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty nasty right there. <laughs> um, this year, I think they could. I mean, still really what a game and a half out of the eighth spot. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what's 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 it worth getting into the playoffs and getting possibly swept in the first round? But me being the the ultimate Wizards believer, I don't think they get swept. I think they could give anybody anybody these. I think they can give them some go. And again, I'm facing this off of two games, but Bobby Porter and Jabari Parker, they, they're exactly what, I'm going to start with Jabari Parker. He's exactly what Otto Porter isn't, just as far as from an aggression standpoint. And I like that. And that he's showing, and again, just been two games, he's showing things that I really haven't seen from him as far as from a playmaker standpoint, from a defensive standpoint that I've, that I've enjoyed. And Bobby Porter has kind of been, even before the trade, he's been on a tear, honestly, the last, I'd say, five to ten games. Um, so this year, I think they can still shoot for the playoffs. Next year, it really depends on with both of those guys and Ariza and Jeff Green coming off of the books. Um, however, they choose to resign them or they don't, how they feel in those holes. But I think the move basically guarantee that Sato and Thomas Bryant will both be resigned, which I think was would be necessary either if whether John Wall was gonna be injured or uh, was gonna be playing or not. So um I'm still just the, the ever optimist when it comes to the Wizards. Um so they don't have that that, that I mean John Wall is again is a trans uh, almost a trans So, who's your biggest losers from the trade deadline? why I think Honestly. I think the 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 biggest losers are the Pelicans and then right underneath that are the Celtics because what we saw with the Lakers yeah they couldn't get them but like they went for it 
And for me, the game against the Celtics, like, that's a block you can go into the locker room and say, look, yes, we, you know, we explored trade options. It's Anthony Davis. Like, come on. Like, if you weren't on the Lakers or in those talks, you'd be, you would be say, you would tell us to do the same thing. But you hear now, we were third in the East, I mean, third in the West before LeBron got hurt. So we know you can ball. That's the whole reason the trade talks went on, because you guys are good. Now that you know you're not going anywhere for the rest of the year, let's just come together, show what everybody who doubted you how wrong they are. So they have that on the Lakers side. Now on the Pelican side, you now have this piece, your biggest asset you've had in years since Chris Paul, who, by the way, you also had to trade away because your team was some shit and wasn't going anywhere. So, like, history repeated itself, but you're going to do, like, this is the course of action. So now you didn't take the Lakers offer because you were mad and you were being petty or you wanted to bring the Celtics in. The Celtics have not confirmed that they will put Jason Tatum in the deal. So, like... No, I haven't seen any confirmation. Those are all rumors. Like, Ainge has not come out and validated that one way or the other. So, for me, if Tatum isn't guaranteed to be in the deal, the biggest selling point is Jalen Brown. And how much better is Jalen Brown than any of those pieces on the Lakers? Is he that much better than Kuzma? Is he that much better than uh, Ingram? Hell, is he that much better than Alonzo? And I think, to me, that answer would be no. So, now you have this game of chicken that the Pelicans are trying to make the Lakers and the Celtics play, but the Lakers put their offer out. And the Lakers put their offer out in the media. So come July 1st, if the Celtics are like, yeah, we going to go ahead and keep Tatum. Like, yeah, I know, or whatever. Like, I know you thought that, but we going to keep Tatum, and here's our best package with Jalen Brown. Like, then what do the Pelicans do? Because, yeah, the Celtics should make the offer, but it's going to be tempered if they know Anthony Davis isn't going to resign. And I think his father was speaking, he was speaking through his father. So his father thinks that, but I also think that like Anthony Davis also agrees with that or else he would have told his father to not say that. That makes sense. And then I think the Celtics are big losers because now what we saw with the Lakers is about to happen and is already happening with the Celtics. Like it already was happening during the season, but now we got the rest of the season to pick apart every little thing that the, the young guys do, good or bad, and be like, oh, are they still going to be included? Oh, is this piece worth as much? And I think we're, like, now all that pressure that the Lakers have for a week is going to flip to the Celtics. And I think that's going to, like, we don't know what that's going to do. And now Kyrie's day-to-day with a knee injury, and Marcus Morris Sr. is kind of talking about saying it's no fun playing, like, we we don't know how that's going to affect them. And they weren't at the top of the East to begin with. So now I think the Pelicans, like, in their haste to be petty, are going are to come out looking with eggs on their faces. Because, like, they don't hold all the cards. They don't have as much leverage. Like, you can't offer, you can't ask for the world now because they only have them for a season. And if you don't think you can get them to resign, you're not going to give away the whole farm for a season. Even the the offer that the Lakers had is going to be different come July 1st. They're not going to give away all four of the young guys and two picks. That's done. That's dead. Especially if they end up six and make it to the conference finals because they avoid go to state until the conference finals. That's dead. Sorry. Sorry, Pelicans. You'll get one and maybe two picks or two picks and one of them. But, like, nah. 
and you tried to play us like you came out and literally like didn't didn't say nah we was doing it in good faith. He pretty much was like nah we was just fucking with him. Oh really? Really? So like I I, I like watching it over the past couple of days. Everybody like yeah the Lakers messed up. They blew it. They didn't really blow it. Like they put the best offer they could. And to me the Pelicans blew it because now like you had you had an offer. You had what you wanted. Like, even if you didn't want to take all the stuff, like, you had enough to, that if you took the offer, no one would have been like, huh, okay, well, they didn't get enough. They might have been like, whoa, they don't, I don't know if they're going to be an all-star. Yeah, all right, but, like, they got enough. Now, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because if the, if the Celtics crater and Tatum is the only bright spot, they're not going to get rid of them. <laughs> And I could totally see Danny Ainge screwing over Daryl Dimps like, oh, you, you thought I was going to include him, but nah, I never said that. I never said that. And the fact remains, like, they need, for real, the NBA might need to talk about moving them to Seattle. Like, you can't have a professional NBA franchise using the medical team of a football team. Like, like when I heard that, I was like, oh, I see why you want to go. Like, yeah. Your 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 foundation is in football. I'm a professional basketball player. I'm like, surprised Alvin Gentry hasn't hasn't made that more of a, a talking point. I mean, he probably can't. To me, that lets me know how true it is, and probably how deep it runs. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably more stuff that we're just not hearing about because of that. And so I think they were big losers in this, and they might not be seen until the end. But like. Like, the Lakers, as bad as it looks now, like, the Clippers got worse. So, one of the teams in front of them got worse. Um, a lot of people like what the Clippers did, though. I mean, flexibility. I, I get it. Like, that's cool. I, I get it. Like, you weren't going to re-sign them, so definitely make sure you get your money's worth. Um, like... The Clippers and the Clippers and the Lakers are, I mean, the Clippers and the Kings are ahead of the Lakers with the Spurs like a half game ahead of that. So, like, I don't have much faith in any of those three teams ahead of them. And, like, the Rockets, like, as bad as the Lakers have played, they're only four games out the five spot. Like, so they get, and then the four spot belongs to the Blazers who, I mean, like, if it's Lakers-Blazers first round, who you picking? I know who I'm picking. Not without a doubt. Like, I know who I'm picking. And so, again, like, the Lakers messed up in the short term in terms of not getting it done just because of the media, like, frenzy around it and the effect on these players, and they probably lost a couple games they could have won had that not been going on. But going forward, like, the Pelicans are the true losers, like, they played them last night, but at first they were talking about not playing them on back-to-backs. <laughs> like, what? Like, I get it. He's your, and for me, that's why I was, like, unfathomable why they didn't move him at the deadline. Like, once it was out, like, he got to go. Like, you got to get the best offer right now. And everybody's like, well, why? He's still under contract. Yeah, that's cool. But then, like, Eventually, the contract runs out, and eventually, you have to try to get people to come play and stay in your city by choosing to be there, and you don't, like, that's not how you do it. So, like, let's say they get the number one pick, all right, and even if they don't get Zion, 
R.J. Barrett. You think he's standing there after the four years is up? Why? For who? For what? So we just going to keep doing this dance every four or five years, which is, like, literally what we're doing. Like, first it was Chris Paul, now it's Anthony Davis. So I don't know. I do want to talk about the uh, the, the Mavericks and the Knicks, too. I mean, that, that one kind of, because it happened so early, I forgot about it. But um, I think the Knicks, they have set themselves up uh, long, long-term versus short-term. I think they have set themselves up to possibly be winners from the trade there, from this trade deadline. Oh, no. They didn't know how free, agent goes, how free agency goes. So that the Knicks could be big winners. Yeah. And... I forgot about the Knicks and my whole Boston thing, but that's part of the uncertainty in Boston now because yeah. the Knicks have cleared this space. And, like, they, the media is going to keep asking Kyrie, keep asking all of them for the rest of the season what's going to happen on July 1st. Do you think Kyrie's leaving? Is Kyrie going? Well, well Jalen, what do you think about Kyrie's last comments? Well, Kyrie, Jalen Brown hung his head when we asked him about your comments. What does that mean? Like, that's going to happen all the time. And it's possible that it, it may affect the younger players on the Celtics more than vice versa the young players on the Lakers that could have been in the trade. Correct. Just because LeBron is there and LeBron is always a galvanizing, you know, figure. Right. So we can always rally around LeBron, but Kyrie, he's a little bit more ornery and Correct. everybody on there, really. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, so yeah, Celtics come out really bad out of this. And so, I mean... The Knicks, the Knicks have to just keep. I think they have to keep being in like a sound judgment front office. Like, even if they don't get Kyrie and KD, like, I think they have to get KD. Like, I think everything like they have to get KD. It's going to be like a punch right in the gut. But I think if they get KD, as long as they don't like overreact and get like a terrible person on a big money contract. I think the like fans will be, yeah, like something like that on some like what? Um, I think they'll come out really good. I, yeah. Like what about say say if the, if the Warriors win the championship, right? If the Warriors win, I'm not, I'm, I'm 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 gonna go out there and say that KD's leaving. I think he's gone regardless. Regardless, you think? Yeah, I think he's just like he's just gonna want a new challenge, and I think. Um, I think it's just going to be too much because even if they lose and he stays, like we just going to have these questions again for a whole nother year. And the only thing different is going to be like, well, you lost in the finals or you lost in the conference finals. And like these questions are hard enough for them now. And they just, they're coming off like two titles. And these questions are still like, well, what about this? And they're still annoying. So I can only imagine like you throw losing a title in there. Yeah. I think I, I think he's gone, and I think the Warriors, like, they're saying their number one goal is to re-sign him, but I think they know he's good as gone, and they're preparing on July 1st, like, to call Clay Thompson at 12.01 and be like, here's your contract, please sign. Because I think they they know that, like, KD is going to leave. Something I just thought about that just popped into my mind when we were talking about the Knicks. How about KD and Boogie Cousins with Dennis Smith Jr. and whatever pick that they get? That could be intriguing. I, I, I never thought about Boogie Cousins, but it's like, yeah, 
So that's that's something. Yeah, that's, if, if they if Kyrie stays in Boston, they don't get Kyrie. Try for Kevin and Boogie. That's 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 not bad, honestly. That is definitely not bad, and yeah. like that may be what KD's working on. <laughs> So. I, I don't like it when people call him this, but that snake in the grass, and he could be behind the scenes or setting it up already. I mean, but is that really snake in the grass? Like, <laughs> no, not really. I, I mean, I, shit, I, they I, teammates. I mean, again, like, I hate that these professional leagues, like, put in these rules and, like, regular people watch this shit, like, they don't have real jobs of themselves, and, like, tampering oh you recruit dog like do you know how good it feels to be recruited to go to another school like I don't think I've ever fully had it done but like just on a little bit just on a little level like being at a conference and the principal like oh you teach math oh you teach that was that oh yeah we need to meet like I, I need to get you to my school like what and I'm a teacher I can only imagine a professional athlete like them flying you out like and you're gonna tell me if I know somebody that works in education that I'm cool with, like, yo, come to my school, you, I'm not going to tell them? That's essentially what is happening. Like, yo, oh, you a contract about to be up? Yo, come over here, man. We have all the fun over here. Like, yo, this place is lit. What? That happens all the time. Like, to me, it's never an issue because it only happens because your team sucks. Like, Golden State would be the first time, like, a person, like, leaves a winning situation, and you'd be like, oh, man, he really got tampered with. But he's not even being tampered with. He's choosing to leave. Yeah. Every other time, it's like, yeah, your situation sucks, dog. You should come out. You should leave that. And who who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that for people that they like, their friends? So, I mean, that whole tampering thing, I think, is crazy. Um, I think Dallas is set up where if, uh, Porzingis is healthy. They got their new age... Um, Nash and Dirk, with Nash being bigger <laughs> this time around. So they can be excited about that. But see how Dallas, like, like, like quote-unquote, I, I don't even know if they're a small market, but quote-unquote small market in terms of, like, NBA fan bases. And, like, they haven't really sucked over the past 20 years. Like, they haven't been, like, NBA quality every year, but, like, they're right there in the middle of the road. They've been relevant. Like, they found their star through the draft. They didn't let him get away. They learned from their mistakes and letting uh, Nash get away too early. They didn't let mistakes finger, fester like Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, we think he's a good player, but, like, they clashing. Him and, him and Carlisle clashing. All right, let's get him out of here. Let's not have his sinking to everybody else. Like, compare that with New Orleans. Like, you had two, like, transcendent play. Well, I, all right. Yes, Chris Paul. All right. Like, all right. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that, but, like, we'll just put that one in quotes. Transcendent players. And at the end of this, both of them are going to leave. And you could argue that, like, the best you've had is Chris Paul's 51 season. That was the best you got out of both of them. That's terrible. Like, that's terrible. Like, you can't, at that point, like, I don't see how anyone has sympathy for the Pelicans. Something's got to give. Yeah, definitely something's got to give. While we're on NBA, uh, coming down to the last third of the season, 
uh, the All-Star Game is coming up this weekend. So, um, two-part question. One, are you actually excited for the All-Star Game itself? And then two, uh, what's, your, what's your predictions for the, the rest of the season? Um, I'm always excited for the NBA All-Star Game. That's one All-Star Game. Just to see, I like to see the camaraderie through the I know everybody like, oh, um, the NBA is too soft. Everybody's a little buddy-buddy. But I actually like to see that All-Star Weekend, especially with the added, with the things that have happened in the recent years between Russ and KD, uh, LeBron and Kyrie, uh, James Harden. Um, I'm really interested to see Russ and Embiid, how that goes with them being on the same team. Will they bury the hatchet, or is that going to keep at least for just for the weekend? Uh, I think Russ can uh, come out of his come out of himself just for the weekend, just to let it go and um, have some fun. Um, I like Team LeBron. I mean, he picked essentially every pick that he made would would have been the same. Picks I made a step forward to Paul George over Kawhi. Um, but yeah, the All Star Weekend, uh, that's like right up there with the Super Bowl. But then, that might actually be bigger than the Super Bowl to me. I just like All Star Weekend. Um, as far as for the rest of the season, um, the East, they got a lot more interesting trade deadline. I'm just I'm not ready to crown anybody in the East right now because I want to see how Philly puts it together, um, see how Toronto, how they keep building, um, if the Celtics can write their ship, and if um, Giannis can keep it up, uh, keep keep these bucks going because um, honestly, them to me are the surprise being having the number one record in the league right now. Um, I'm really surprised because I'm not – the biggest Giannis fan, I don't, I don't put him on the level of Kevin Durant and LeBron James and uh, Stephen Harden, but he's he's forcing his way into that conversation. And um, it's rest of saying that. But out west, until somebody knocks off the Warriors, I, I, they could be down three one. Um, they could be down three zero. I'm still gonna, they gonna turn it around just until it happens. I'm just, it's, it's Warriors all the way. Um, but the fight for under them want to see what the Lakers can do. Um, see if Denver can keep keep up the level that they've been playing at and then Isaiah Thomas is supposed to be coming back. Uh, he got assigned to the G League just I think the other night. Supposed to be making his debut for the season uh, this week at some point in time. See if they can keep it up. If um if Russ has learned anything from KD leaving, and it looks like how Paul George has been playing well, and he's been the focal point of their offense for the past, really for the season, honestly. Um, we can get some of those empty triple-doubles out of there. Um, we still had crunch time. He still has crunch time issues. And if Houston, they, they seem to be right in the ship and getting getting back to where they were last year. Um, getting them, uh, getting them on Shumpert, um Kenneth Farid, I think that's big for them. Um, Capella wait for Capella to come back because Paul just came back. Um, I think I think we in for a good this 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 last third is going to be very interesting. After the All Star game, after all, everybody's buddy buddy All Star game. I hope we get to see some bowls thrown and some 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 bad blood for the last uh, what 25, 30 games into the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Um, 
I like All-Star Weekend as a whole. Some of the pieces I'm not as a fan of. I mean, just recently, like, the dunk contest is hit or miss for me. Like, some years recently has been great. Other years, it's like, all right, I could go do something else. Um, for me, the three-point shootout has replaced it as the must think, the must watch thing on Saturday night. Um, the game, I definitely like to watch the fourth quarter because that's when they, like, play for real and, like, play defense. And it's like, oh, wait, the game's close? Okay. Let's, let's try to get this money. Uh, in terms of predictions, I think the Bucks are going to win, are going to get the number one seed in the East. I actually think Philly's going to come out two, um, Toronto three. And then, like, the Celtics are going to end up in four, but that's because default. Like, they're going to get the fourth seed by default. And then five through, yeah, five through eight are just going to be names in the East. Um, the West, I think the Warriors are going to keep number one. I think uh, the Nuggets are going to drop. I think Oklahoma City is going to end up number two. I think the Nuggets will get three. Um, Houston, I'm going to see them at four. Um, I'm just like, they just don't play enough defense for me to think they'll sustain anything worthwhile as like the West is going to start ramping up towards like playoff intensity every night, which means like harder defense and while I know Harden will get his buckets, I do not, like, think they'll stop anybody enough. And I also think, like, Chris Paul, like, they're right in that four or five spot now. And I don't, I think they realize what they need to do to keep pace there. And I think Chris Paul will take a lot of games off. Um, like, he may be playing, but he's not going to be pushing it in order to conserve for the playoffs. Uh, but I think that's kind of a bad sign in already the beginning of the end. Uh, the Thunder, I do think the Thunder are, are constructed to give the Warriors a lot of problems. Um, I think them losing one of their shooters, and I hope everything's all right with, uh, the guy's family of brains, but the Thunder just had to relate, release him. Um, yeah, yeah, he's dealing with a personal issue and like Mm -hmm. they're, they're releasing him so he could focus on that. And for me that like. I don't, like, I hope it's not this, but that usually sounds like a dead or dying, or a dying family member. Yeah. And usually, like, uh, a young one. Is, uh, Robinson still slated to come back? I know he had a setback, but he's still slated to come back for the season. I haven't heard anything recently. I don't know, and that leads me to believe that he's probably not coming back for the season. Um, just because, like you said, we haven't heard anything. So, um, I think the Lakers make the playoffs, and I could see them anywhere between six and eight. My hope is they don't get eight, just because, like, it'll be... You won't see that matchup in the first round, and Golden State will probably win because they just have too much firepower, but LeBron would wake them up early in the playoffs. So, like, let's say the Lakers... They do play the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers would end up, would take them to six, and then no one else would take them past five. And, like, Bron would be solely responsible for them getting to six. Like, LeBron would win just one game on his own. But the the fact of facing LeBron in the first round will, like, wake them up, and, like, they'll be ready for everybody else. So... Like, partly I don't want to see the Lakers go in the first round, but partly because I think the playoffs will wholly become, like, 
like the Golden State Invitational on like steroids, like fo 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 to the rest of y'all. Like who <laughs> just got him up out of here and like they're pretty good, but like yeah, the rest of y'all, nah, we 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 engaged. So um, let me see. I think that's that's it for the NBA tip. Uh, the Super Bowl was a snooze fest, so like we don't even really got got to talk too much about it. I kind of blame, well, not kind of. I do blame Brandon Cooks for that because he dropped that touchdown pass, and like he doesn't drop that touchdown pass. We're talking about this in a totally different way. It's like, oh, okay, we had a it was a slow start, but you know, in that fourth quarter they really turned it on. We had them going back and forth, but like he dropped that touchdown well, pass. I wasn't mad though because. Well, I wasn't for the coaches. I wasn't more so mad at that. I was more so mad that like there were plays left out there and I still don't know why Todd Gurley didn't play. So like yeah. like the Rams left some plays there. And so it was like yeah, it was a good game plan, but like there were a couple plays that was open where like like even the, the it makes the game different if it's like a 20-yard play. Like, boom. I'm not even saying it have been more scoring, but it would have been a different type of, like, feel. Like, all right, we got a 20 play, the field position switch, and that. And then, like, Ty Gurley just not playing, like, the entire second quarter or whatever it was, and there still hasn't been, like, a full-on reason behind that is, is like, so weird to me. And I feel like McVay is getting a pass on that. Like, like, this is your best player. This is, like, like before he got hurt, he was, like, the best offensive player in the league. And we've seen three games. Your most three your three most important games of the season was, like, treated like preseason. And I don't get it. So. Yeah. finish up watching this Lakers game. Hopefully they pull it out. I think they down like four or something right now. I know they need it because uh, their schedule gets really tough. And somebody brought it up, and I never thought about it like this, but it makes perfect sense. Like, whatever team LeBron is on, they always have a hard closing schedule because the league needs to put LeBron on after football ends. Yeah. And so, like, that means, oh, yeah, you got to face the Sixers this time. Got some games against the Rockets, uh, Golden State, like all those hard games. And because he's in the West, like those games actually matter a whole lot. So this will this will be this be an interesting sprint to the finish. Brand, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. So once again, thank you for jumping on talking this uh this NBA trade deadline. This is, now, oh, last thing, did am I crazy or was there a lot of movement this year? Because, like, I felt there was a lot more, like, trades and impact trades this year than it's been in years past. Am I just tripping on that? Um, I think it was more bigger names. It, I think the stakes were high this year because, aside from the war,
Warriors. So much is up in the air with LeBron on the Lakers. So it's kind of like everybody else is positioning themselves. And then that Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis, I just think it was bigger names this year. Um, even like with the Wizards, if they were going to break, are they going to break up the, 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 the so-called big three or whatever? Um, the medium three. <laughs> just... I just think it was more name. I think it's always the, like the ancillary moves, always are made the smaller moves, but um, just the, the the more bigger names were were this year, um, which made it seem like it was a lot more movement than usually. I think so. True, true. Well, I mean, it was definitely fun. Like Thursday from one to three o'clock was definitely a good old time. So. <laughs> Um, we'll check in later this week, see what what has happened. Uh, I'm sure there will be something to talk about in the sports world. So, yep. once again, thank you. get some, some baseball, Manny Machado. Ooh, yeah. Charlie, uh, Ooh. That, that deserves its own podcast because that's, yeah. that's a huge problem. Actually, let's go ahead and say that's what we'll talk about next because not only do you have your two of your, your two biggest free agents not signed, you then have one of your younger stars in a very public battle with football. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for baseball. And we can definitely uh, talk about that on, uh, on the next one. But, um, definitely want to talk about how the NL East may be the best uh, division in baseball this year, too. They've made a lot of – everybody but the Marlins have made some significant moves, and it's still not done yet, so – well, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of baseball talk. you can argue that the Marlins yeah. did make moves. They just got rid of more people. They well, just yeah. they sent their catcher about it there this week, I believe. I forgot where they sent them. So, yeah, we'll definitely have that on. Um, but uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed another edition of Jai Time Turkeys. And until next time, peace.